Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, January the 10th, 2023. And we're going to talk a lot of recruiting. We're going to answer some questions from the corner. And here to help me do it all with you, Mr. J Head, Mr. Cole Payson. How about you, fellas? How about you? How about you? All right. Got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to get to some uh, transfer portal stuff. We're going to talk some high school recruiting. We are going to answer some questions from the corner, the, the topics that you guys want to know about. We will get to all that soon. But first, I want to uh, welcome back one of my favorite sponsors, Mr. HelloFresh, big dog. HelloFresh is back with our Auburn Live uh, appetizer. We are so proud to have them back 2024. Uh, if you're not familiar with HelloFresh, let me acquaint you. HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep in these uh, cardboard boxes with uh, with cooler packs in them, dude, and everything you need to make uh, a meal. It is the uh, it makes it fun, it makes it easy, it really does. It's definitely affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Um, helps you do a lot of things. First of all. Uh, whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do it all. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes. Dude, these are like uh, – they're complex recipes made easy. I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, it's packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live Free and use the code Auburn Live Free. 
all lowercase, one word, Auburn Life free for free breakfast for life, one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life, son, at HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live free with the code Auburn Live free. Listen, I got the fit family chicken uh, sausage pizza fondue, Woo. the Tex-Mex beef taco pies, and the kids love them, man. Listen, you can get uh, you can get a lot of stuff. You can get calorie smart stuff. You can get protein smart stuff. You can get 15 minute recipes. You can get whatever you want. HelloFresh.com slash Auburn Live Free. Use that promo code Auburn Live Free for free breakfast for life uh, as long as your subscription is active. We're cooking one tonight, Jeffrey. Are we'll you back on it? Yeah, got the uh, glaze, honey glaze, honey barbecue glaze, pork chop. I think is what it is. Woo. Here's pretty good. The, here's the thing too, man. Some of these recipes now. I'm a Southern dude. We all are, and I pull, you know, pull out the uh, Jessica orders and pulls them out, and I'm like, man, you know, that sounds that sounds like shit, really. <laughs> and dude, it is really good. And, and even the kids, I'm not tell, I, I'm not lying to you, dude. The kids. I mean, if you tell them, hey, we're having, you know, salami roasted broccoli, they're like, oh my god. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like really good. So, HelloFresh, man, we love HelloFresh. Appreciate them returning. Uh, Auburn Live free. Use that promo code. Get free breakfast. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the uh, transfer portal news. Obviously, that's the hot topic right now, this time of year. Uh, let's see. On Tuesday, Tommy Wa Purifoy <laughs> Durajai. There you go. That's what I said. Uh, committed to Florida State. Isaiah Rakes committed to USC. So two defensive linemen that Auburn brought in for official business are now committed elsewhere. Uh, the good news, I guess, some good news out of the transfer portal. Brian Batie, late Tuesday night, um, announced, or he didn't announce, it was reported that he will return to Auburn for uh, his final season in 2024, which pretty much shores up that running back room. I don't know that Auburn would have went out of their way to fill his spot uh, in that running back room, but either way, he's back. There's another kick returner, although uh, I, I want somebody to let him know that if you take a knee, you get the ball on 25. <laughs> I think that was more of a a strategy that they, they I, had. I would agree with that. I, I think he was probably coached to return it if you think that you see an opening and, and that things weren't necessarily blocked the correct way. If I'm fair enough, to be honest. So and look, at, yeah, maybe maybe some people had some qualms with Batia as a kick returner, but go turn on the Georgia game and watch what he did in that game and, and some of these other games. He was pretty. Pretty talented dude. I mean, he he can make some plays. I was going to say, I am a fan of Betty. Yeah. I'm a fan of Betty, and I love him, too. Uh, good kid. We met him at Chick-fil-A one night. He was awesome with us. So I'm a big fan of Betty. Uh yeah. Let's see. L- let's talk a little bit about uh, offense. So what we're expecting Auburn to do in the transfer portal for uh, until January the 17th, the last day uh, people can enroll at Auburn University is uh, January 17th. So it's a week from today. So we got one week left in the transfer portal to add. Auburn is still pushing for an offensive tackle. They really want an offensive tackle to slide Dylan down. Uh, I can imagine uh, a DB or two is going to surface. Yes, I would think so. I think a DB or two, um, a defensive tackle, if you can get it. And a defensive uh, lineman. Yeah, I don't know what's available left in the portal at this point. Anybody that moves the needle or not, they may have to backfill that situation out of the spring portal. But I think they would absolutely take it. And then, obviously – quarterback, which I think is the trendy thing. The only name out there that pops right now is Talia. Is it Talia or Talia? Or Talia? Is it Talia? Talia. Is it Talia? 
Yeah, it's Talia Tongabaloa, who's yet to receive his waiver from the NCAA to gain the additional year of eligibility. That's the hiccup with him. If he were to get that, I think Auburn would absolutely pursue. Hmm. I'd be shocked if Auburn didn't have interest in him. Uh, he yeah. he kind of fits the mold of what they seem to want to do. Correct. It, and that's not anybody from Auburn. I don't want anybody to get that confused. Is anybody from Auburn telling me that? That's just my observation of the kind of style of quarterback that Hugh Freeze likes. And I think if he were to get that waiver, then Auburn would absolutely pursue. Does that happen before the NFL deadline of February 1 where you have to declare? I mean, he's got a decision he's got to make. And if the NCAA doesn't move on that. Oh, is he that good? I don't know if he's that good or if he just, you know, that's the other option. If you don't right. know. I don't know if he would get drafted. Uh, that might be why he's looking for another waiver, get another year at another school, you know, get, get some film at a different place in a different system. I mean, if he does that and he does well, then, yeah, maybe he's a draft guy. Next well, year. and your NIL contract is probably better than an NFL free agent contract. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that too. <laughs> maybe not at Auburn, though. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Speaking of Talia, how do you uh, how do you feel about his? If, if you're the NCA, are you granting him a sixth year? Listen, and here, let, let me give you the backstory, folks. Talia played. Uh, He's supposed to redshirt. He went in and took, I think, two snaps yes. of his five games. He played five games this uh, redshirt freshman year or freshman, freshman. year. And two of those games, he played two snaps. I think once he went in there to down the football. Um, so he's basically saying, "Look, dude, I, I I played two snaps in two games. Give me a, don't 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 make me miss out on my sixth year because of those four snaps in two years." Right. This is the last year of the COVID super senior anyway. Thank Why you. not? I mean, the way I look at it is the NCAA has basically just thrown their hands up there at this point. Yeah. They're allowing yeah. multiple transfers. Uh, penalty-free at this point, what's the difference, man? Let him get an extra year. Whether he ends up at Miami, Auburn, or anywhere else, what's in the best interest of the kid? I don't have an issue with it. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they may decide, you know what, enough's enough, and they feel like they've got enough of a case to not have to grant that. But to me, what's the harm at this point? I mean, if they're going to draw the line there after everything that they have let go. Right. My well, goodness. I mean, it's another lawsuit waiting to happen, right? And the NCAA is tired of getting sued. So you might as well just go ahead and grant it. Now, I will say this. As it pertains to the multi-year transfer, they are working on tightening the academic requirements. So mm. student athletes that have been able to transfer with a certain level of accreditation now or transfer transferable credits and grade point averages, it sounds like they're going to create an NCAA clearinghouse for transfers that you're going to have to submit paperwork through. Um, so you'll be credentialed at some point. It won't just be up to the institution. Uh, so I think that's how they're going to try to limit this somewhat. But realistically, again, what's the difference, man? Let the kid get an extra year. What about Nasili Kite? That'd be good for Auburn. But it would be great for Auburn. That's your extra defensive lineman if they did. Let me tell you, that would be – I mean, you can't find anybody. I don't think you could really find it. Anybody in the portal that would be as big as getting him back. How many games did he play in this year? Five. So because he got hurt, seems like that would be more reason for a waiver than some mop-up duty. I would think so. Um, I would think so, Jeff. But, again, I'm not the NCAA. I don't know what they're looking at from that standpoint. I don't know what they're prepared to rule on. 
And I would tell you that the feedback that I have gotten as it pertains to Kite is is not favorable at this point, that it was a long yeah. that waiver. I don't think there was a lot of optimism at Auburn the last time I checked. that They that they weren't expecting it, let's put it that way. Right. If it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, you're shopping in the port. Uh, look across uh, at remaining targets, uh, transfer targets that we're, we're aware of. Uh, we know Percy Lewis visited Auburn last week. Uh, there's been reports that he's going to visit Tennessee this weekend. And, uh, Cole, you, you think you're, you're keeping an eye on two other offensive linemen. Who are those guys? Yeah, uh, Gerald Mincy, the uh, Tennessee transfer. He was originally at Florida, I believe. And he has he visited Ole Miss already? Jayhead, I think he has. I, he was supposed to have. I, I'm not sure if he has or if he's coming in this weekend. I'm not exactly sure what the deal is with him just yet. Yeah. I need to take a look at that a little bit closer. I do know that, that Percy Lewis is potentially going to visit Ole Miss this weekend in addition to Tennessee. So that's a really tough situation or tough recruitment problem right now. Yeah, Let's not see. feeling it for Percy right now. Uh, on the eighth. So uh, I'm sorry, Cole. Uh, Missy is, according to Zach Berry from On Three's uh, Ole Miss site, Missy is supposed to arrive at Ole Miss on Thursday. Uh, sources tell him that the Rebels are the early favorite. He is set to Robert's visit, visit Ole Miss Thursday, and a commitment could come soon after. That's Gerald Mincy. Now, I think we were talking before the show, y'all think there's one spot left at Ole Miss, and two guys are interested in that spot. Gerald Mincy and was it Percy? Yes. Or was it Lewis? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's my understanding of the situation is, is that they've got one spot left for the two of those guys, whoever jumps into the boat first. Maybe they end up taking both. I have no idea, but – as of right now, my information would say that it's it's one of the two, and maybe that's a favorable situation for Auburn. Maybe they're able to get one of the other two. Uh, you never want to get a kid by default, but when you're shopping for an offensive lineman in the portal, I'll take it at this point. If both of those guys could upgrade your offensive line, there's no question about that. Yeah. So, Mincy, you know, keeping an eye on him for sure. And then um, Georgia Tech transfer Ja'Kai Leftwich is the other one who I can't confirm. He said he's heard from Auburn. That's all we really know. Uh, to what extent, don't know, but he's a guy definitely to watch for us now because he he uh, he hit me back and he's like, yeah, you know, I've heard a little bit from Auburn. So okay. got a few offers in the past day or two he has. I'm trying to remember who it all is. Um, but he's a guy that we're going to, you know, keep an eye on. Tulsa, Oregon State, North Carolina, Boston College. Okay. He's tweeted out. And he would be a redshirt junior this next year, correct? I, th- I think that's where he's at. He's got two. Yeah. I think yep. so. Two years left to play. He was a freshman in 2021. So. But he is a grad transfer, I think. Ooh. How about that? From Georgia Tech, no less. That's that's pretty impressive. I'm gonna be Maybe hard. Don't quote me on that. But, wait, yes, he is a grad transfer. GT uh, grad transfer with two years is what he wrote in his farewell okay. post. I will tell you this, transfers from Duke and Georgia Tech have no issue getting into Auburn, so that's a plus-plus for me. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to high school recruiting. Auburn's going to have some guys in this weekend. Uh, uh, they're not considering it a formal junior day. They're just having some guys visit. Some of the guys that we've confirmed so far, Cole and I, uh, Cortez Smith, offensive lineman, uh, Derek Smith, athlete, DB, wide receiver from Selma, Mal Waldrop, the offensive lineman from Phoenix City Central. I've got to imagine Dalen Upshaw will be with him, yeah. wide receiver. Uh, Kalen Edwards coming down again from Tennessee, man. That guy loves him some Auburn. He's an Auburn commitment. He is a stud, four-star defensive lineman who's already committed. Cole, Jonte Gilbert, I believe, was another guy, and uh, uh, DB. And then Tavares Dice, 
uh, another offensive lineman. So kind of line heavy this weekend. Yeah, so Jonte Gilbert's not going to be at the the you know small junior day or whatever. He's going to be there in January though. Is oh, he's going to visit in January. Okay, yeah. I read that wrong. And then so is uh oh five star wide receiver Caleb Cunningham. That's what I said. Big one. <laughs> that's big one, guys. And that's going to be I think the following weekend. Auburn's got an LSU uh, LSU basketball game on Saturday. I would imagine these guys are coming up for that. These are just the guys we've had uh, we've confirmed with. I'm sure there will be others there, but uh, two, four, that's five guys for Saturday, and that's probably going to be around ten or twelve. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll keep working for confirmation on that. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to some questions from the corner. Questions from the corner. Let's talk about what they want us to talk about. Uh, Mr. Tiger Drum, or it could be. Mrs. Tiger Drum. <laughs> uh, this is a good question. Uh, number one target at wide receiver for the 2025 class. You got to think Caleb Cunningham's in the discussion there. Yes, I would. I'd say Derek Smith. Derek Smith. I think I do think he's number one. Caleb Cunningham maybe one B with Derek Smith, but uh, when Ryan Williams re, uh, reclassified to 24, Derek Smith is the guy. I believe. Well, it would make sense, right? You saw the emphasis that this staff put on in-state recruiting this past year. Derek Smith is a highly regarded in-state prospect. And I think in the day and age of the transfer portal, it's a little bit easier to retain guys that are closer to, you know I mean, from sure. where yeah. the region that they're from, where their parents can come watch them play. So as long as NIL is equal and playing time and everything else is there, the likelihood of them, you know, going elsewhere is it, it's a little bit less. And I, I went to one of Derek Smith's games this past year, um, and, and he, he's got a connection with Jeremiah Wright, who's at Auburn, and, and some family that are real close with him and all that. So there, there's a connection there already without, you know, with him being from in-state, too. A couple other names. I'm just looking at the offers for 2025. Kobe Howard, Kamari Williams, um, the kid that's – and I say these names because uh, they're teammates of 2026 wide receiver – uh, and Wade and Charles, who's committed to Miami, those guys all play together down in the South Beach. I know Marcus Davis is recruiting all of those guys heavily. Got a commitment from that 2026 kid, uh, Denarius Gray. That's what I said. I'm on it this morning, man. There you go, big dog. Um, all right. Good stuff, Tiger Drum. Let's uh, see what uh, – I'll be fresh water. Was that, uh, that's, that's Lane's brother. <laughs> May have been answered previously, but the best guess on 2025 quarterback signee. Okay. Uh, two names. I mean, I think you got to go um, with the young man out of Sarah Lamb. KJ? Yep. KJ Lacey and Ryan Montgomery. I think those are the two that you need to track right now. And anybody beyond that, I I, I really don't know. We're just getting into, into the mix, really, with 2025 recruiting. So you'll see who pops up on campus. Uh, the Hill yeah. kid out of South Georgia, decommitted from Colorado. That's somebody I'm loosely keeping an sure. eye on. But – I don't know how the staff feels. Well, listen, it, it could change a lot. That's now, exactly right. With Philip Montgomery not there, it could change. Now, Ken Austin had, had you know a big hand in this, but Philip Montgomery was sort of Walker White's guy, if I remember correctly, and Ryan Montgomery's guy. So, and so, about Jesse Stone. So and Jesse Stone, yeah. Yeah, I, I think both of those will have an active role in whoever they recruit at quarterback. It's and, and you're right. Um, Ken Austin has been involved with offensive recruiting or as far as evaluations, things of that nature from day one. So 
I don't know that the board shifts all that much. Best guess as to 2025 quarterback signee right now would be K.J. Lacey. Yep. Yeah. yeah agreed. Best guess. Kiki! Uh, Over-under is five and a half for 2025 offensive linemen. What are you taking? The over. That's a good over-under. It's a great over-under. So Five to seven? I mean, it could be a... I think yeah. this is a load-up type year for offensive line high school recruiting. Uh, maybe offensive line recruiting in general. You're going to be losing Dylan Wade after this year. You're going to be losing your other starting offensive tackle. Uh, Dylan Wade and – He was from junior college this time. I'd be on Utah Miller. Utah, yeah. Uh, potentially Jeremiah Wright could turn pro. I think he's got another year of eligibility beyond this year, but he's uh, he's a senior. Uh, you've got Tate Johnson, who's a senior. So that's four guys right there off the top that you're potentially losing. And we all know that the offensive line number is not where Hugh Freeze really wants to carry it. They want to be in that 16 to 17 range. Presently, they're at 14. So you could maybe add one from the portal this year and then take an extra guy in your high school class. So I think five to six from high school. And I think they're in on a lot of really good prospects. Cole, what do you think? I'd say about the same, five to six, seven at the most. Uh, but we've seen how these numbers work out, and it's hard to predict those numbers, man, with with everything. But it just seems like that they're going to have a big emphasis on and defensive line. You already got four committed on defensive line in twenty five, so and still recruiting. So it, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how that situation shakes out. Uh, Auburn has a commitment from Spencer Dallin, big offensive lineman. Yep. He can play tackle from Athens, Alabama. Probably at least four more, if not more. But that was a good, uh, good over under freshwater. Yeah, it was. Uh, NB Weagle. NBW Eagle. How about that? Likely we take uh, two running backs in the 2025 class. Who could be the second running back with Henderson? Uh, well, you got to get Henderson first. I was going to say, I wouldn't throw him in the boat just yet. No, I, I would not. I, I I said last on the last podcast, watch out for Florida State. I fully believe that. Um, I, I think they're a very legitimate contender here. So nothing's given in that recruitment right now. And I, there, I know there was another question because I looked through the thread, but um, it, it pertains to this. I said that I didn't understand the plan at running back. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't get Henderson, I don't know who else they, they've targeted. Usman Chroma is a name that I'm paying attention to. That's the only other one that I'm aware of. Yeah, I I, I talked to him um, in person. I went to his school, Lee County, uh, last year in February, and he had some interest, you know, but it wasn't anything that, that jumped off the page to me like, wow, you know, he's going to visit a bunch of times or this, you know. Uh, so that that's where I'm a little bit concerned. I don't I don't really understand the, the plan at running back yet. Completely understandable with your apprehension there, Cole. And when you don't know a whole lot of prospects. Now, look, again, we're just at the very early stages of 2025. Sure. We didn't know how the board was going to entirely shake out this time last year either. You would like to think we would have a better picture at this point, but it is what it is, and, and maybe prospects will become more clear to us uh, yeah. in the next month or so. Yeah, I was going to say bringing in the, uh, the visits to me uh, allow us to really see who's on the board and who's not. But 2025, right. uh, we talk about last, you said my stipulations were 
is the running back coach going to be the same? Are the targets going to be the same? Is the relationships going to be there? It's, right. it's going to be big when it comes to running back recruitment. So that'll be uh, running back recruitment is always fun to me. It is it, running it, back. Go ahead, Jeffrey. I'm sorry. Running back and quarterback. That to me, they're 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 exciting. Yeah. Running back to me is the easiest one to evaluate. Like you can you and, and I say that loosely because none of that's easy, but. To me, those are the ones that are you can tell real quickly. Does he have it or does he sure. not? Yeah. In my honest opinion. Yep. Tiger four eyes. Oh, four eyes. Where's glasses? I'm reckoning. Uh, any ideas on DB targets in the portal? This is good because I was, we talked about a name before the show uh, and uh, failed to mention him earlier. I thought about it, but now that we're put, being put on the spot, uh, any visits this weekend? None that we're aware of. But Cole or Jay Head, y'all are keeping an eye on at least one guy, local guy. I am. I'm keeping an eye on Jalen Stinson from Duke. I think he's somebody that could, that would be a good fit at the nickel for this staff. He could also play some deep safety for you as well, so he gives you some versatility in the back end. Like you said, Jeffrey, he's a kid that's from Opelika originally. I think his brother was actually committed here at one point. And a uh, podcast hoster on this podcast actually worked with his dad at one point. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Would love to see that happen. Um, if it's in the works, I don't know that to get back with the guy I'm definitely paying attention to, along with Christian Story, and we'll see if that situation has changed somewhat. That's that's the other position for me that I can't quite figure out at the moment. Uh, I like what you brought in in this 2024 class with Jalen Crawford, Kinsley Faustin, Laquan Robinson, those guys, Amon Lane Gaines. Um, <clears throat> I like those guys. I'm trying to figure out the plan moving forward here because we've we've talked about this. Christian Story makes sense. For what you got right now, Jake Pope makes sense for what you got right now. Yep, um, multiple years of eligibility. Jalen Stinson. I don't know if anybody makes more sense than Jalen Stinson. I mean, that guy's a good player. He really is, Cole. And uh, you already got Dorian Mausi from Duke, and there's another connection there that he probably knows that guy. He's from Opelika, right? So that one makes sense. It's it's when you see all these that make sense, and there's no movement, and you go, "What is that? I don't understand." I, I I'm missing something here. He right. checks all the boxes for what we believe you're looking for. Yeah, and look, they know more than than sure. we do sure. uh, on what they want and who they have a chance with and all this, but um, usually we're pretty privy to it. And right now I'm not not even close. No, and what we don't know is, is there somebody from Michigan that's potentially contemplating a transfer that's originally from <clears> the Southeast <throat> region uh, that they've been sitting back and waiting on? Don't really know. But this weekend should tell the tape on what we can expect moving forward. Sure. Papa Willie, uh, <laughs> like, like on your motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how does, <laughs> I wonder if he meant to do that, or is his name just Willie? Well, you got Papa Willie and Papa Woody. We got him too. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> how long? Uh, how does losing both coordinators affect current commitments? Is uh, anyone possibly wavering? I think all of our commitments are signed, my man. So I don't think you really have to worry about that. All Maybe twenty twenty fives. Uh, so you're not so like Cole said. Your defensive line is your defensive line is still here. Your offensive line, who would be affected? I, I, I'll say this: Ron Roberts coached the Jacks, right? Mm-hmm. And that was his own position. He called it Jack. Is it going to be something different with a new DC? Um, I don't know. That that position can change a lot depending on what kind of front you run. That might change things up. Now, Jamonte Waller's already signed. He yep. he was a full on Jack, one hundred percent Jack that Ron Roberts handpicked and said, "This is my guy." So I mean, I don't think he's. There's nothing wrong there. I'm just saying 
that's probably going to change that strategy of recruiting those guys going forward. And, you know, J.J. Falk is the only guy, yeah, let's see here, you know, Philip Montgomery had no uh, impact on the 2025 commits, and Ron Roberts, the only guy I could find on the commitment list would be J.J. Falk, and he certainly didn't come to Auburn because of Ron Roberts. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, it, I believe he's Aldridge's guy for sure, yeah. Josh Aldridge. I think you got to feel good about it. I mean, obviously the only one that I have any question about is the young man from Opelika, just because he's flirted with so many sure. different teams. But that has zero to do with me, with the with the coordinator situation, and more to do with the fact that he's just a young man enjoying the recruiting process. And it has a lot of interest. Yeah, he, he certainly does. He's a good player. Now, it could affect Auburn's future recruitment of who are they looking at, what do they need, right. is it a different, different, different scheme. Um, so something to keep an eye on. Oh, Mr. First String, my man. We already have four 2025 D-linemen committed. Uh, how many more you guys expecting? Like Jay has said, still recruiting. One. Yeah. I think the Maddox kid right now is the one they're going after. Now, he's going to be a really hard pull. Mississippi kid. Yeah. yeah and and Andrew. I, I reached out to him about he, – he went to two games this season. I reached out to him to see if he was coming this weekend, and I haven't gotten a response. But he's one that could pop up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So at least one more first. At least one more. I love a good D-line class. Oh, yeah. Freeze or prize? If Caddy were to leave and result in us losing Henderson to FSU, who is our backup? You know, I was looking uh, when we talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, just the offers of the 2025 running backs. None of those names sound familiar to me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, I'll read you some of the guys according to On3's database. Harlem Berry. Uh, he committed to LSU. Committed to LSU. Uh, Osman Chroma. Never heard of him. Yeah, Osman Chroma. That one's familiar. Okay, that's from Leesburg, Georgia. That would uh, I would put Auburn in the mix for a guy from Leesburg, Georgia. There's a kid from modern day, uh, Jordan Davison. Anthony Rogers is hard to commit to Alabama. Gideon Davison committed to Clemson. Uh, Acheline Deer, DeAndre Ryden, James Simon, Tavion Swint is committed to Gus. And then some uh, some other commitments, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Penn State, Florida. So really uh, – you know, this would be where we, we where you see who visits this spring. Well, I'd say the reason we're all maybe concerned or confused about this is because this staff has no problem getting guys on campus no. at all. No, no, uh, they get them on campus multiple times, and the only running back we've seen is Alvin Henderson. That's it. Yeah, right. Or if if, if there were others here, we just didn't know it and didn't recognize them or or something. Yeah. But, we they just tweet about it. Yeah. yeah. We just have not seen um, anybody else talk about Auburn, 2025 guys. So something, Freezer, we're going to be keeping an eye on, especially this month of January and, and of course, in the summer. But uh, but that's 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 a, that's a good question and uh, one that we're going to be following closely because Alvin Henderson can't be your only dude. Right. Well. Oh, uh, not oh, Wardam, but a Wardam. How much do coaches, scouting departments, agree with consensus recruiting rankings? Does the offer list and general interest in a player affect his national rating or vice versa? Now, I think if you'd ask Charles Power, who is the director of scouting at uh, on three, he would. He doesn't look at all that stuff, but you got to take that into effect. I mean, if a kid's deciding between Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and you know, Ohio State. Uh, you, you're at least going to be re-watching his film. Jay, you, you, you're pretty uh, opinionated when it comes to this. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think absolutely the offers matter to a degree because you are you're obviously going to do your own homework, right? But when you've got schools of that magnitude and they're legitimately recruiting a kid, that stamps you as a blue chip guy. Now, where you are in the actual national recruitings, I think you're splitting hairs there because, to me, I, I've never been a huge proponent of a major difference between five and two. I mean, fifty and two hundred, right? Like I, I think sure. you're pretty close. But, yeah, I, I think it affects you from are you a blue chip or are you not? And then where you are in the mix of that is independent preference. And Charles Power obviously has made it very clear that NFL upside is the biggest determining factor in how he views kids, frame, skill set. Speed. Yeah, what the traits are, you know, how transferable is that to the NFL. So all of that plays a factor. But, yeah, absolutely the offers matter because that's where it all starts. He, if you're a national recruiting analyst, you're looking at who Alabama's going at. You're looking at who Georgia, yeah. Ohio State, Michigan. <clears throat> evaluate well that put in NFL talent year over year. You'd be crazy not to look at their offer list and say, okay, let me take a look at this guy a little bit harder. And, and on, on the reverse side of that, Ordam, how much do coaches and scouting, department, uh, scouting departments agree with consensus recruiting rankings? I will say this. Well, I mean, of course, the guys that they take are always under rank, uh, underrated. Right. Uh, and uh, so you didn't get the balloons. No, I didn't. You're special. Damn it. Are you to be? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. It's never me. Man, man uh, short-lived. Uh, 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 hey, uh, keep going on that one, Jeffrey. I was going to say, if there's a four-star guy or something like that, they will go, maybe I need to take another look at this kid. Yeah. So I don't know that they would agree, uh, uh, but I, I would imagine that they bounce each bounce. Not 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 personally, but if if you know if Jeremy Garrett's looking through the rankings, uh, uh, he's going to be looking at all these guys probably twice just to make sure he's not missing something or that he sees something in yeah. it. I'll tell you it, very closely, like one where I think Auburn staff maybe disagreed with the eval, the young man from Hoover this past year, the linebacker. Like I, I think yeah, all yeah. Him, like you're talking about the kid and from Vestavia. Yeah, it, it, and and DJ Barber. Right. They they had them very differently on their board as far as how they evaluated those prospects and how they fit into their system. And D.J. Barber was way up here, and those guys were beneath him yeah. down here somewhat. Joe Phillips was more highly regarded than the young man from Vestavia, and I'm losing track on the name. Jordan Ross. Jordan Ross. Jordan Ross. Terrible podcasting on my part, but he ended up going out of state to Tennessee. Neither Alabama nor Auburn really yeah. for that young man. Yeah. Whereas Tennessee saw him a little bit differently. So there's split evaluations for sure. But I'm with you, Jeffrey. I think they absolutely go back and say, okay, is this somebody I should be paying attention to? No, doesn't check the boxes for me. Moving on. Yeah. I think they're very aware of the rankings so they can go, do I agree with this or not? (laughs) Absolutely. Because they're going to have their opinion and then they'll go, okay, I don't agree with that. Yep. Yep. No more second guesses. I saw what I needed to see. If that guy likes him, that's fine. I don't. Yep. <clears throat> uh, uh, wait a minute. The, yeah, NH NH twenty seven seventy five. Outside of quarterback O and D lineman, what other positions, either from the portal or high school recruiting, are we going after? I'm assuming he's talking twenty twenty four class. What other positions from the portal or high school recruiting are we going after? Yeah, wide receiver would be the only other one in my opinion. I think they might take one more portal wide receiver contingent on how the Ryan Williams recruitment shakes out. That would be a late add. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could probably double back in the spring and see if somebody pops loose that you weren't anticipating. Uh, DB. DB would put on their NH. Yep. DB, so I, no linebackers, another defensive lineman. Um, I, 
I'll tell you what I'm very curious about. Whoever becomes Auburn's next defensive coordinator, I'm looking at the jack room right yeah. now, or the edge room, whatever they're going to call it. Buck, stud, you know, yeah. they, all, they have all these names. Uh, it could use another body, honestly, another guy. And I don't mean body. I mean a guy that can play, obviously. Um, maybe a, a, a guy that's a one-year guy, something like that, to help bridge the gap for these young guys. Like I thought Waller. so, too. And I think how they view Cam Riley will probably determine how hard they push there. Because I think if if I heard Hugh Wright in his press conference after National Signing Day, there was, you know, he said, does Cam Riley move over to Jack for us? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. So I think he's a guy that was a pass rusher in high school. Do they get him in spring practice? If it is, say, Chris Kiffin as your new defensive coordinator and his expertise in pass rush, do you see enough of what you've got in the spring to say, hey, I, I either need another body or I'm good with what I've got? Well, that's the, the exciting thing about when you change coordinators and things of that nature. Everything, the, the opinions on everything change. Yep. Um, maybe they look at Cam Riley and go, there ain't no way he's playing Jack for me mm-hmm. or Edge or whatever. He's a linebacker. Maybe they have somebody in mind that they were recruiting. You know, if it's Kiffin coming from the NFL, it's a little different, but they'll have some new recruiting targets that you didn't know about. Right. It's an exciting thing. Yep. Uh, Coaching changes are actually – once they get finalized, the recruiting part of it, it's kind of fun. It's like, all right, this dude's off. You know, it looked like Auburn was going to get him. Now he's gone because this doesn't fit the scheme. Right. Here comes these other guys, and there's some relationships there. and So yep. it's a lot of fun to keep up with. Uh, Slim Dusty, uh, any updates on Jared Smith out of Thompson? Oh, it hurts me to say that. From a boy, from I a boy, it Tim, Tim Bukakis, man. I feel you, Tim. He got, yeah, that, that was tough. In the middle of the season. It was like right before the playoffs, dude. Yeah. I know. He transfers across the Town and played. And he was immediately eligible, which I thought was <laughs> unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable. Listen, nothing irks me more than high school recruiting. I don't know why. I mean, <clears throat> I might be exaggerating there because you know people driving in the left lane certainly irks me more. Uh, no, but, but, but I'm with you there. But but the man, being taken advantage of that early. You know what I mean? It just, you know, and we don't know that that's what happened in the situation. Let me clarify that. I don't know. Sure, exactly. yeah. I'm but, just, you know, but it it certainly doesn't sit right that you would transfer mid year unless it's a situation where their parents moved into that school district for reasons that we don't know. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, any updates on him? Um, I, you know what? I, I, I don't think, I think. Even when he was at Spain Park, he visited Auburn, I think, twice this past fall. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard a lot of buzz from Auburn coming from his circle. So, so uh, honestly, he's one of those guys that I would have Auburn on the outside looking in. I think Bama, especially now with his him at Thompson, uh, would be my guess as the early favorite for Jared Smith. I was told – Probably about two months ago, Alabama was going to be really tough to beat for Jared Smith. That was when I inquired. Now, look, again, a lot of things change in two months, and even more will change over the course of this next year. But right now I'm with you. I think Alabama would be the early favorite there. Hmm. All right. I'll keep an eye on him, though. He'll he'll, he'll visit. I'm sure he'll be back. Uh, Shell Island, in your opinion, if Freeze wins six to seven games next year, will recruiting implode? If he wins eight to eleven games, can we sign the top class? So, 
how important is the proof of concept on the field next fall in determining where Auburn finishes in recruiting? Seven and five, I think your recruiting's fine. I don't think it's top five, but I think it's I think you're another top ten class because you're moving forward. You were six and six or actually six and seven this year. If you're seven and five next year and you show good play or as far as development goes on the offensive side of the ball, you've got a shot at another top ten class. Eight wins, you're only furthering that concept. Nine wins, I think you're probably stamping a top five class. But it's to me is what does the play on the field look like? Do we look like we're getting better from an offensive standpoint? It's and do, most we not, thing. do we not take a step backwards defensively, which is going to be really tough to do given some of the losses that you've had? If there is good news in winning six games in your first year, it's that you, you can improve just a little bit and show improvement to recruits. Yep. Uh, one of Gus's biggest things was – he was never going to meet that national championship year again. That was year one. Yeah. I mean, look, it was great. Everybody loved it. Auburn fans will never forget it. But, boy, did you – you were competing with that the rest of your time there. Yeah. So, if there is good news in what happened this year, it's – you got something to build on at least. And you can make it look better and better every year. Can we follow the Texas model, right? Because yeah. Sarkeesian went 5-7 and seven year one, went 7-5 and five or 8-5 and five in year two. And then obviously they were playing in the playoff in year three. I, I think to do that, you got to figure out your quarterback situation. That's that's the obvious thing, right? Yeah. And they decided early on they were going all in on Quinn Ewers, <clears throat> and they developed him like Jeffrey talked about in our, you know, in our call-in live show. Developing a young guy to have that trajectory moving forward into 2025 would be invaluable. So if you realize. Early on, Peyton Thorne's not your guy. How much you can get out of that quarterback room is going to be essential as far as what your recruiting class is going to look like. And I think you're seeing it right now. Wide receivers in the portal want to play with an established quarterback. Okay, other high school recruits want to play with an established quarterback. They don't want to you know, not know who's going to be getting them the football, and that will drive a lot of your offensive recruiting, that's for sure. Uh, this is a good one here from Don Lennon, AU. Uh, who are the top three must-haves from the state of Alabama in 2025? And let's say this. If they're committed, they won't count. But I'm going to read you the top 15 guys. And listen to how much Auburn flavor is in the top 15. Early on three rankings, by the way, state of Alabama. Naeem Offord. Yep. Micah DeBose. Yep. Zion Grady. Yep. Jared Smith. Anquan Feagans. K.J. Lacey. Derek Smith. Alvin Henderson. Eric Winters. Antonio Coleman, J. Caleb Falk, Jordan Crawford. Listen to how much Auburn flavor. Carday Smith, C.J. May, and Malik Autry. Auburn already has commitments from Antonio Williams, number 10, J. Caleb Falk, number 11, Jordan Crawford, number 12, and Malik Autry, number 15. So one, two, three, four of the top 15 are already committed to Auburn. So top three must-haves from the other guys that I mentioned. Naeem Offord. Yes. K.J. Lacey, number one to me. Okay. Micah DeBose, number two. DeBose. Derek Smith, number three. Oh. Yeah. I think you got to continue to develop that wide receiver room. It's not where it needs to be, in my opinion. And you took a massive – you took a quantum leap forward. But you need another X wide receiver to – you know, because what happens if Cam gets injured? Who's your next guy? So I, I think those are the top three, in my opinion. Well, and I think Auburn's right in the thick of it for Naeem Alford, Micah DeBose. Anquan Feagans, K.J. Lacey, Derek Smith, yeah. Alvin Henderson, Eric Winters. I'll add one more just for the heck of it. 
Anquan Figgins, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a ball player, Cole. You're oh, right. Oh my goodness. I mean, I I think he's what he's number fifty eight in the country. I think he's underrated. And number five in the state. I think he's underrated. Yeah. Below Jared Smith. I think he should be higher. I mean, that guy's really good. <laughs> I mean, there are high school coaches I've talked to. They said there's not – I mean, other than the fact they play different positions as far as DB goes, that there's not that much difference as far as skill set that's transferable to college between him and Naheem Alford. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Semper Fi to AU with Charles Kelly on board, unofficially. Yep. Is there any feelings – are there any feelings as to whether Smith and or Rousseau at Bama may be considering the portal after spring? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. I, I will say this. Um, I don't have any feelings toward it, no. There's a really, really strong um, dislike for waiting until the next window, the spring window. I guess having guys miss spring practice and then come in. There's a, there's a, I now get that. You don't like that, especially with the quarterback. You don't want that to happen. You want no. them to go through spring. But Auburn got Jalen McLeod. On the after spring window last year. Wow, Caleb Burton. Caleb Burton. There's 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 going to be some more guys and and I mean Smith and Russo. I don't know what they're going to do. I have no idea. I can't answer that question. But um, it's not like the cupboard's going to be bare. You can find some playmakers and, and help fill out your roster in that second window too. And I know why that question's being asked. There are a lot of rumors about Nick Saban retiring and so on and so forth. To the best of my understanding, that's Horseshit. You know what I mean? Saban's gonna, Saban's gonna be here this time next year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I haven't heard anything to give any credence to that reporting that he's considering a retirement at this point. Uh, and he's certainly not slowing down on the recruiting trail. So I wouldn't anticipate those two guys. I think they, yeah, James Smith played in the national championship game. I, I mean, excuse me, in the, in the semifinal game, I believe. Yeah. And is. played well. So I cannot, unless it's a, my heart's just not being in a Tuscaloosa type thing. I, I cannot imagine him. It's certainly not going to be a playing time thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, WDE John 10, after seeing the two target defense alignment off the board in uh, Tommy Waugh and Isaiah Rakes, which portal players do you think we target next? Defense line. It's a great question because I don't have anybody else. I'm not aware of anybody else. I'd need to look and see who's actually in the portal. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wait to see who's going to visit or who's rumored to visit before I even start kind of looking over film to see who would be a fit. Because there's just so many names, right? There's over, what, 3,000 kids in the portal right now or something of that nature? I just don't. If there's somebody out there, I'm not aware of them. Because even on the tracker, uh, the two guys on committee guys were Rakes and uh, and Jurajai. So I think, I think that one's going to go over to the next window, personally. I'm with you, Paul. I think that's when you're going to backfill out of the spring window and try to grab one or two more guys. Yep. And then maybe more, depending on if you lose anybody out of that room, because that's the other thing that we have to account for here is Auburn's going to have some attrition post-spring, too. There are going to be guys who are going to look around and say, hey, man, I'm not where I want to be on the depth chart. Or this coordinator's not necessarily giving me you know, a fair shot here or a fair shake. And I think they'll do a good job on trying to retain what they have. But, I mean, what did we have? At least two or three that jumped in the portal post-spring last year? Landon King for sure. Yeah. Boy, why did he leave? Wasn't being developed as a tight end. 
not in his opinion, or the demon of the room was too deep. He, he might have had a role with what you had this year, honestly. But does he have a role after what you just added? I don't know. Not sure. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a Rivaldo guy, right? Yeah, he's a Rivaldo yeah. guy. You wouldn't have had to go get a Rivaldo yeah. guy if you'd have kept Landon King. But I just – I think he probably felt like he needed a fresh start. He was recruited by two different staffs. Yeah, obviously, he committed to Gus, stuck with Harson. And it's some yeah. it's just kind of, you know, they need a fresh start. And Utah's got a fantastic track record with developing tight ends. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big Landon King fan. I liked him. I still pull for him at Utah. Did, did Robbie Ashford ever do anything? Not yet. He has not committed. He went to visit Utah. I think he's been to visit Tulane. I'm not exactly sure where else he's visited, but no commitment just yet. What about A.J. Harris? Projected to Penn State, but no commitment. Yeah, I changed my. I just know it's not Auburn, so I had already predicted him to Auburn. So I know it's not Auburn. I put it in Penn State. I think he took a visit there. Took a visit to there and Kentucky. Kentucky, yeah, you're right. Yep, Kentucky and Penn State. He hasn't committed yet, but we all know he doesn't like the media. He's probably just going to enroll someplace and get it over with. Let's see anything else on the portal. I'm looking at uh, DBs have nothing. Inside linebackers, we believe them to be finished. Uh, outside linebacker, the edge, we don't appear uh, that we don't think they're in the market for one. Although we wouldn't argue if they were. Defense mm. alignment, nobody else on the board that I'm aware of, uh, visiting wise and offer wise. I just don't. I haven't seen anything. Uh, offensive line, we know. No, that's defensive line. Offensive line, we know. Uh, we're keeping an eye on Percy Lewis, Cole mentioned uh, Leftwich and Mincy as well, and then. I think that's it, man. Yeah. Wide, wide receiver CJ Daniels is still out there, but I I think he's taking visits. He's going to visit Arizona and Miami when when you can start visiting again on the 11th, and then he's going to make a decision between Auburn, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and Miami. That's the top five or a potential return to Liberty, like Caden Salter. Yeah. So not a lot going on in the portal as the week winds down, but we'll keep an eye on this weekend. The dead period ends tomorrow night at midnight, so Friday will be open, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then the last day to enroll at Auburn would be on Wednesday. So this next week will be big in um, in, in whether or not Auburn tries to add anybody else before the spring window. Uh, obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on Talia. Talk about loyal. Mm-hmm. See what happens there. Jessica, I'm doing a podcast, big dog. Will you, throw, will you throw away my banana? I left it on the counter. Yeah, I'll throw it away. Um, let's see. All right, I guess that's it, man. Um, keep an eye on this weekend, too. Uh, high school guys coming in. Auburn Live on 3 will be doing uh, what we can to bring you the latest. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, go join us, man. we got a thriving community. I've had to buckle it down a little bit, man. On the corner. Yeah, yeah. It's so much easier when Auburn has success, right? Mm-hmm. Winning cures all. I mean, you would think Auburn just signed like the number twenty-seven recruiting class with the people on the uh, on the message board. Some of these fanatics. Gosh, how oh. much? How, how much do you wish that bowl game had never happened? Oh my god! Oh, where where would we be right now? I mean, even if portal recruiting, it, it, look, and I will say this: I've said this on multiple podcasts at this point, 
There's not a top mm. a team that was in the top ten in high school recruiting that's also in the top ten in portal recruiting. Oh, it's interesting. It's Very a astute observation. It's a fact, guys. Um, now that doesn't mean that we couldn't be better than what we've been. I, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. But I think the expectation of Auburn continuing to it, you know, its momentum of another top ten portal class in addition to a top ten high school class, not necessarily logical thinking. And so you may need to manage expectations somewhat and look more at the eval and Auburn filling a need. Because I've always said the upside is raised through high school. That's where the elite pieces of clay are. The floor is stabilized through the portal. And I think the guys that you're bringing in from a culture standpoint do have to mesh with that. And they need to come from winning programs, programs like Duke, programs like Kansas, you know, a program like Georgia State, where they have, you know, they've had some winning tradition there here recently, and these sure. are going to help build those programs. So, you know, I, I do like that, the leadership standpoint of some of these guys coming in. We obviously need to add more. It needs to improve, but it's not as bad. It's never as good as it seems, and it's never as bad as it seems, that's for sure. Yeah, real quick, um, in the top ten here, just curious, Florida State probably has a better roster than Auburn right now. They're yeah. number 10, okay. Um, Wisconsin, maybe, debatable. Wisconsin top 10 recruiting class? Number six in the transfer portal. Okay. Portal recruiting, just transfer. Okay. And uh, Missouri, you know, probably has a better roster in Auburn right now. Sure. And Ole Miss, easy. Maybe Louisville. Hmm. After that, you have number one's Colorado, number four South Carolina, number seven's California. Number eight, Syracuse. Number nine, NC State. So, and even even some of those that may have a better roster than Auburn are debatable. So, I, I think you, it's something to look at. It's, it's where you put your assets. It's what your immediate needs are. Look, hats and, off. And where you value these guys. Yeah. That doesn't mean Auburn doesn't need to be in the top ten of portal recruiting. Sure. That does not mean that at all. No. I just think it's hard to do given the constraints of both from a financial standpoint. Sure. This. I think Ole Miss made a determination. This is an all-in year. We've got a quarterback that can be a Heisman Trophy candidate. We've got a defense that's vastly improved under Pete Golding. Several wide receivers that we can push the ball downfield to. I think they decided, you know what, we're making the playoff this year, and I'm putting every bit of my resources into guys that can come in for one year and help us out. And credit to him for doing it. Okay, he got the buy-in. But that doesn't mean that has to be Auburn's plan as far as how they see guys and the way they want to build and understand that there are different ways for roster construction. Right. Um, how about some how about you this week? I have three. Ooh. Goose egg for me, big dog. Boo this man. <laughs> but I understand. I bet <laughs> one that I say week. I bet you that one that I say you will like too, J Head. You might can add a times two to it. Well, I got one I can't say what they said on the board. I'll tell you guys after we get done. <laughs> okay. I like it. I always like that. Um, AU Noel. Oh, hey. yes. No, hey. definitely times two. Yeah. Times three. Times three. <laughs> what I do? That. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And it <laughs> I don't know. That was my number one. So, you know, so some people do this or uh, yeah. this. Yeah. Some people do this. Some people do this. Hey! <laughs> what did I do, though, for real? Three? Two. I think it was two. two. 
I don't know. Yeah, whatever. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Hey, you know what? Is it hey, Noel or Noel? I'm saying Noel. Okay. That's just how I say it in my head. So that's hey, me too. Me too. Me too. Um, I had some great posts. Seems like he's got a little intel and, and lines up with a lot of things that we've heard. So good for him. <laughs> Wichita State, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so oh, him, is that it? Uh, yeah, depending on where those fingers go, man. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Look at seeing me cry. Lord have mercy. What he, didn't, he didn't mute, though. No, I didn't. Uh, anyway, A.U. Noel, you get one. All right. E-Moss, some three. E-Moss. All right, E-Moss. Oh, cabbage. And okay. cabbage eater. T-N, Tiger, 92. Those I believe three. All right. T-N, Tiger, 92. Kind of the old school guy on the board. I'm yeah. all about it. I've had asked you him before. Uh, all right, I've got a see here. Auburn Noel, AU Noel, times three. We all agree. I mean, he has some re- really good posts. Obviously, yeah, we love is. we love informative posts. Yes. Um, Albie's balls. Yep, there you go. That's a good one. Albie's balls. You know, like tennis and basketball and football. He has a lot right. of them. Sure. Um, at Drew Tavius. How about you, big dog? At, at Drew Tavius. How about you to LJ Tiger? Mm-hmm. How about you, big dog? How about you to Zach? D, not Zach's D, but Zach D. <laughs> All right. How about you to AU86KB? Mm-hmm. How about you to Truth Talker 03? And how about you to Miss Jenny? There you go. How about you, Miss Jenny? I got one. Oh. We're going to go with JT Holland. JT Holland. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one, man. I like, yeah. I like old JT Holland. So, amongst all the smoke and rubble and uh, dissension, damn near mutiny, mm-hmm. on the message board we have some bright stars, some rising stars, and we do appreciate all that they do. All right, folks, we're going to end it there. We're going to come back Sunday night, 6.30. Don't forget, our call-in show is back to normally scheduled programming. Date and time, Sunday, 6.30. Join us on the YouTube channel. Hey, if you haven't already, we're getting close to 10,000 subscribers on our uh, Auburn Live YouTube page. Mm-hmm. If you haven't already, go subscribe to our page. Yeah, hit that like button or whatever the hell it does. And uh, <laughs> turn on those notifications so you can get all the uh, updates when we do load new podcasts. And uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, is there anything else? Is that it? I think that's it. Forget anything. Ten thousand Auburn Live for a dollar. Exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, uh, the the secret's uh, not out yet. So go to Auburn Live if you haven't already. Use use the YouTube uh, promo code AU capital A capital U one for yeah. two two months for a dollar. Don't tell anybody. Keep that down low. The DL. So we used to say back in the nineties. Mm. Keep that on the DLB, dog. R. Kelly before he went to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I understood that reference. Okay. Hey, there you go, Cole. <laughs> yeah. Y'all just saw that Chappelle shit. I mean, the Chappelle shit. 
Oh, Lord. That's going to get me in trouble. All right. Um, <laughs> join us back Sunday night, 630. Call in the show, folks. We will uh, be doing it all again there. And uh, keep keep an eye on Auburn Live on 3 all through the week and the weekend. We'll be trying to keep up with this transfer portal stuff, keeping you up to date on some of the 2025 recruiting, and uh, do our best to uh, to keep you in, uh, in the know. All right. We're going to do it. That's going to do it. We, uh, we always appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching, man. Join us Sunday. For Jay Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay in that damn left lane. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.